Blog Talk Radio. This is MMA Fight Music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Cage Side Submission with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. I call to all You know it's like you rockets And I bust it through the door Break it to the ceiling And I open up the floor Make you split your head When you bang against a wall Blaze and full fury From a sight unseen Flipping on the podcast Central time three Throwing up a chunk For a breeding frenzy It's a talking fest The waters of this every sea Time to lay the smack down Lay it on your back now Focus on that moment When you bash it into round town Competition tries to stay up For the last round But we still have finished And we soaking up the live crowd Turn it up loud, and make us all proud. Anyone who brought up, yeah, we leave them all up in the ground. Down low, cause it's hanging all up in the cloud. Hey, try some missions, gonna hit you like plow, like plow. So listen up, for the next two hours. That's MMA, with more than power. Now can be seen, turn up the volume. You lacking this out on the game, and I just solved your problem. Hey, try some missions, and what you all been missing. All the latest news and the news, come and give a listen. Steven breaks her high and low to give you something different. Get up on the fence and changing up your disposition. UFC and Bellator against the fix of fight. You're not in the conversation, get your game tight. Just make sure with the line is free, you don't get paid right. Every Thursday night from eight to ten, prepare to watch your flight. When you call the sub, oh. we'll be knocking you down. Facing the sound, with the ground to pound. With the start on the head, with the kick in the crowd. When the calls are rebound, it's your voice. Profound if we aim to a sound and grow rich now. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Go, go, Steven Rachel. Welcome to Kate's Last Submission. Back fight fans, you are listening to another episode of Cage Side Submissions. I'm your host, as always, Steve, being joined by the lovely Miss Nicole Bosco. How are we doing this evening? I'm doing good. Yep, um, everything's good over here. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 took the week off last week. We're, we're freaking parents over here. We got we got to deal with Halloween. Sorry, folks. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, <laughs> had to do the trick or treating thing. So how long did your kids go out? Because I, cause I, I get lucky where I live. Like, the houses are, like, so close together that he gets, like, a day in there, like, a quarter of a freaking pillow sack after only being out for, like, 45 minutes to an hour. Do, do your kids, like, hit you for the hour or two-hour trips? What's what, what your uh, yeah. Halloween tradition? It's like, it's like a whole night thing. <laughs> I mean, where we live, there's, like, we live on a private road, so we, like, can't trick-or-treat, like, by where we live. So I have to drive them somewhere. We usually go to like you have to visit my grandma, and then we have to visit my mom. It's like everybody has to see the kids. You have to, I want to see them dressed up. So it's like we're going all over the place. It's like a whole night thing. <laughs> we live in this day and age of social media, and you just be like, listen, you can deal with pictures, or you can come where I'm at. But I no, know, right? <laughs> they're they're cold, drive all over the place on Halloween. That sounds fun. No mm-hmm. wonder why you want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Because usually, like, I mean, we could have started a little late for me, like like eight thirty, nine o'clock would have been. I'd have been fine. I'd have, he'd have been asleep in his room with some candy. I've been relaxing. Sounds like you'd have still been running around. Yeah, I was. I I don't know what time I got home, but then it's like I'm so tired after that. It's like I'm not I'm not even in the mood to do anything. I don't even want to talk anymore. I just want to sit and I want to eat their candy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, take mommy prize, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Tax it. All right. I'm about to call Anthony right now because he literally just sent me a message about three a minute ago. Anthony. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, brother? All right, so... Ladies and gentlemen, we are live with Mr. Anthony Lionheart Smith. How are we doing tonight, brother? I'm doing good, man. Just hanging out, watching my oldest daughter's basketball practice. <laughs> ah, the being the father part is so much fun. It is. I love it, man. It doesn't get any better than this. So, is it like? Is it? Are, are we still like? Are we like middle school stuff, or is it still like like early, early like like uh, like Pee Wee stuff? Oh, it's it's early little kid, seven, eight year old stuff, man. This stuff is painful to watch, but they love it. <laughs> That's the fun stuff when the kids like they don't know what they're doing. They're just running around crazy. That's the best time to watch it. Oh yeah, these these kids are nuts. I tell, you, I, it, it's insane that they even get anything accomplished here. But man, they love it. So so that's what they're doing. Now, could you imagine being a coach yeah. for that? Like, 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 like how MMA uh, fighters like how, how almost become perfectionists to, to to get to their level. Could you imagine doing that and then turning around and coaching? You know, regardless if we're talking girls basketball, pee wee football, whatever. Could you imagine doing that with that that type of uh, craziness that goes on, having to teach up the kids, etc.? Man, I, you know, I, I help out every once in a while. It, it's actually kind of fun because there's really no there's no structure to it. You know what I mean? I mean, there's there's a, a rough schedule that they kind of want you to to go by, but at the same time, it's like let's just shoot some hoops and, and have fun. And as long as they're learning a little bit about the game and, and getting active, I, I don't think anything else really matters. It's not like we're we're not building Olympic stars yet. That's for sure. <laughs> and it's good that you have the time too, because you've been a busy guy lately. The past you had three fights in the past six months, and I I think I heard that you're going to be at UFC Denver too, as like a media obligation or something like that. How do you find time to like manage both? Yeah, you know, with all these fights being so back to back, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of time to do this kind of stuff, especially during the week. Like when I'm training in Denver uh, for these fights, I, I come home every weekend to see my family, but that's that's just not enough, you know. So. That's that's the main reason behind taking this break, you know. That I, I just need to I just need to chill out and just sit my ass down and, and and just be a dad, you know. And you know this is part of it, you know. As, as lame as a lot of people probably think it is, this is the stuff that I miss, you know. So you know I I am jetting out to Denver to do some media stuff, but you know that's just part of it, you know. You 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 gotta you gotta strike when the iron's hot, and and, and you know fortunately people really care about about what I'm doing right now. So it's a blessing that they even want to come out and see me and, and take pictures and autographs and all that stuff. It's a, it's a lot of fun for me. And I I was going to that event anyways, uh, me and my, me and my fiance, were going to go watch, you know, I think that's just a, a a land, you know, it's like a landmark event, you know, it's a milestone in the, in the sport. So I'm there anyways. So I I might as well, uh, you know, let's go see some fans. 
Yeah. And, you know, even when you said, like, strike one iron tie, it's true. It's like you had all these fights back-to-back, and you were kind of, like, staying up in, you know, people noticed you, and you were getting these fights because of the, the great stuff you did in your last fight. Were you hesitant at all about wanting to take a break? Do you think that, like, maybe you would, like, lose your momentum at all? Or are you just like, I really need this break, so now is the time to take it? Well, I... I definitely wasn't hesitant to be to be just to be 100% honest with you guys. Uh, I don't really give a shit about any of that stuff. You know, as far as striking with the iron side, I mean more of letting it marinate a little bit. You know, that that's kind of been the biggest problem. You know, you take these three wins and you stretch them out over a year. You know, I'd be in a totally different place, not only financially, but but you know, pop, popularity wise. You know, if you let these wins, the Rashad fight and then the Shogun fight, even if you let just those two kind of sit and marinate and 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 let them fester a little bit you know you get you can live off of that for a little while you know and and and, but I didn't really have time to really enjoy any individual fight until now you know and and there's just more to life you know obviously we all know that I'm one of the most driven guys in the entire UFC but at the same time I I I, I do other I do other shit you know (laughs) I spent my whole summer training for a fight you know like I I fish and I hunt and I, you know, I I got a big ass camper that sits on a lake, you know, that my family spends a lot of time at, you know, and I wasn't able to do a lot of that stuff through the summer. And it's just time for me. It's time for me to do something else. I think that I've earned a break and I think that the timing is perfect with the title fight that's coming up. I mean, also considering what you like doing, it's kind of like the perfect time of year to start getting into doing that. Yeah, it is, man. And, this is the busy time for sure for the kids. That's when all their sports kind of pick up a little bit. And, and honestly, man, it's, it's perfect for me. Cause other than that, there's not a lot to do. You know, obviously I'm still training. I'm still working on getting better. We've got a lot of holes we got to fix uh, that we kind of got exposed a little bit in the Vulcan fight. So we got to work on that a little bit, but you know, it's not like I'm not training or not going to be prepared, you know, like one of those dudes fall off, I'll slide in if given the opportunity, but uh I, I just need to take some time and not – I need to get better, really, what it comes down to. Like, take the family stuff out of it. Take my own personal feelings about just being stressed and needing a break. I need time to be able to, to skill build in between these fights. I haven't had that opportunity. I, I, I fought Rashad on June, June 9th, I think. Then I fought Shogun on July 22nd. And then I signed the fight to fight Vulcan on, the, on July 20 – yeah, July 29th. I only had, like, seven days. Uh so it's not like I'm able to pick up a bunch of new skills and abilities. It's really just fine-tuning what I'm already doing, get the game plan, drill the game plan, get in as good a shape as I can get, and then to go fight. Like, I'm not able to fo- – I wasn't able to focus for three fights on really adding a bunch of new skills, and, and, and it's time for me to be able to do that now. Perfect world. You're, you're, you're in the mad scientist lab. You know, you're, you're on, on the game system. You're adding attributes to Anthony Smith's game. Where, where are you going? Man, I mean, obviously we got to uh, we got to revisit this leg kick defense thing. That's for sure. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, whatever we need to do to fix that problem, I thought I had it fixed after the Hector Lombard fight, but clearly uh, I was wrong. We need to get back to the drawing board there. So I, me and my coaches are just gonna seek out. Really, man, we just dissected the whole fight and realized that. I got some things I need to work on that we kind of went away from. And so, you know, wherever that leads me, we're going to go down the rabbit hole, man. Who knows, man? I might start dancing and working on the footwork. Who knows? (laughs) You know, um, a lot of fighters, when they're, like, kind of trying to climb up to the top, they'll, like, you know, 
take uh, last minute fights and like won't be very picky about their opponents and stuff. But like you see a lot of fighters as they get to like the top five of the rankings, they'll like kind of be a little bit more picky. They only want to fight certain people. Are you like that? Are you like have only a couple opponents in mind that are above you right now? Or are you kind of just like, we'll see what opportunities come as they come? You know, honestly, I'm not really looking at anyone individual right now. And that's just strictly because I'm taking a break. You know, by the time it's, I'm ready to fight again, uh, you know, and I'm not talking about, I'm not taking a year off or anything. I mean, I'm just, I just need, I need a slowdown. You know what I mean? So, it, you know, I don't really have anyone in mind other than the, the winner of Jones and Gustafson. You know, that that's who's on my mind. Uh, but I, I'm not going to be in fight shape ready to take a short notice fight if it's not those two guys. You know what I mean? That's just, and I, and I made sure that I made that very clear to everybody. Like, I, I've always been the dude. I'll fight anybody, anytime, any place. But I, I think that even even Anthony Smith needs a break. You know what I mean? I I think that I've I've earned a little. I, I think I've earned three or four months of just being left alone. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like I said, with this title fight, you know, coming up and not knowing what's going to happen there and who's going to be the champion, I th- I think that I'm in the position to to fight the winner. And I I, I just don't I don't know who can argue with me about that. I don't think anyone can make an argument. Look around where, where you're at right now. Who can honestly make a legitimate argument to, to say that they would be the next in line in front of you? At 205, nobody. Uh, there's, I mean, the only thing that's going to that's gonna throw a wrench in my in my whole deal is just depending on what's going to happen. You know, D.C. and Cormier – or D.C. and John Jones can pretend like they don't want to fight each other all they want, but we all know that this game changes overnight, so – who knows, you know, it, it, one of the, if they end up fighting each other or, or whatever, that'll, that'll definitely throw a wrench in my plans. The only thing I see impeded you, brother, is if they wind up booking DC and, 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 uh, and, and Brock Lesnar, Brock winds up popping hot, the, and they wind up DC looking for a fight. Hey, yeah. And, and, you know the the uh, the fight with with Jones and Gustafson has already happened, or they've already stripped DC. I don't know how they're going to go go about that, but I could see a scenario like that where you kind of get leapfrogged that way. That's the only way I can see it. Like under yeah, the sheer there's lining up a fight in general. I don't see how the, how the, how they could pace you at this point in time, especially your streak, your ranking, what you're doing, your popularity you have kind of the trifecta going for you the uh, 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 unnatural act of god would have to change change course right now for that to happen am i well, the, the only other thing that i see getting in my way is if gustafson beats john jones and john jones gets an immediate rematch that's it you know those two things what the you know a, a john jones dc debacle happens or gustafson beats john jones and there's an immediate rematch you know, there's that. But uh, other than those two reasons, I don't see anybody else in the division that can put up, like, and I'm not saying that there's not other guys that are worthy. There's other guys at 205 that are worthy of, of, of fighting for a title. I just don't know who, who can argue with me right now. You know what I mean? I know that a lot of guys are talking about Jan Blahovich, But let's be, let's be honest here. His, his last two wins, I mean, I think they're over the number, you know, at the time they were ranked, the, his two last two wins were over 14 and 5. I mean, my last two wins are over number eight and number two. You know what I mean? So let's if, – if we're strictly going off of merit, I beat two higher-ranked guys than you, and I did it in a span of two months. 
you know, and your other two wins are over guys that are unranked. So we can, if we want, we can pull a couple of my unranked wins and we'll match our four, our last four wins up and, and we'll see who looks better. But uh, I, I'm pretty confident that it's me, you know, and, and you know, Corey Anderson is, is real upset that I leapfrogged him, but you're two and two in your last four and your two losses were knockout losses and your two wins were decisions. I'm out here finishing motherfuckers. Like I, I'm not playing around, you know. I'm doing what I got to do to get the W's, and and sometimes they're not always the prettiest. He fell short, man. That's that's the only way it happened. I I love Corey, but um, your as your last few performances kind of speak for themselves. You're 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 the excited guy. You're the hot hot man at that weight. Well, and, and and you know, here's the other argument that people have that that my last fight was ugly and it wasn't. It was close, and I got tired or whatever. Listen, Vulcan Ozdemir is good, and I even underestimated his his mental ability to, to get into those tactical battles. I wasn't prepared for that, so it kind of threw me off at the beginning because even I thought, ah, maybe this guy's kind of an idiot. He's just super tough. He's not. There ain't too many people at 205 that are going to they're gonna beat him. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head other than John Jones and Gustafson that are going to go in there and whoop Vulcan Ozdemir. It's just not going to happen. I'm one of the – I, I have – I will say I'm one of the toughest guys in the entire UFC, and and he he put, he pushed me to the limit, you know. So so what if it wasn't pretty though? It's the number two dude in the world. I I said before the fight that it wasn't going to be pretty, that I was going to make it ugly, and I did that on purpose, you know. Like it is what it is. I, I I'm not saying that I'm the best striker in the UFC. I'm not saying I'm the best wrestler. I've never said that I'm the best jujitsu guy. But what I have said is I'm the best problem solver in the entire goddamn UFC. And if you give me long enough, I'll figure it out, and I'll find a hole, and I'll drive a truck through it. And I think that that's what I found the ability to do at 205, and I don't know who else can argue with him. Yeah, I don't see, see much else of anyone arguing that there, you know. And, you know, and the what-if worlds, you know, what do you see play, play, playing out, man, with, with what's left of, of Cormier's career? Is it – Brock and Dunn, or do you really think that it's Brock and John and then Dunn? Well, you know, I, for DC's sake, I, I hope that uh, I hope that he, he he stays at heavyweight and he doesn't have to deal with the John Jones mess anymore. Uh, I think that he he said it the other day on the Luke's Thomas show, and he and he talked to Ariel a little bit about it about how he's done with the Luke, the, the the John Jones thing. You know what I mean? I think that he's done enough, and people try to you know, throw his legacy in his face and all that stuff. And I, I just think that he's passed it all. You know what I mean? He's he's done what no one else has been able to do, and I think that he deserves a big payday. Uh, and whatever that looks like, you know, he did say that if Brock, if Brock falls off, that he'll fight Stipe. I think that's another good fight. I think that either one of those two guys is, is where DC should end his career. Yeah, I don't think he should go back to light heavyweight at all. Like, he, he you know, he seems to be happier at heavyweight. Nobody wants to make that weight cut, so – I mean, he's he's got a big money fight, like you said, coming up next with Brock. If that happens, then I don't see a reason for him to go back down. You know, too much to cut. No, I, yeah, I don't, I don't need it. I don't even think it's, it's that too. Like I think, like he got touched. Like, like you know, uh, as much as fans and maybe media were like, oh, just just one more chance to see if DC can can kind of figure that puzzle out. He's had so much nonsense he had to deal with John, not only inside the cage but outside the cage. I think he he's done enough in his, his his combat sports life to to just say you know what let's just completely wash our hands of it. I, I know people maybe want another one, feel that the fans deserve another one. I don't. I don't think Daniel Cormier yeah, you know the fans in regards to John. Wait, Go ahead. Does, 
does Daniel Cormier trust John Jones enough? Like, honestly, let me ask you guys this question. You don't have to answer if you don't want to, but do you think John Jones' troubles are over? Like, you don't think he's going to get in trouble ever again if he's suspended ever again? Like, how would Daniel Cormier even trust that he's going to make it to a fight and he's going to test clean and he's going to not get in trouble and he's not going to, you know, nothing's going to happen. He doesn't know that. Yeah. You know, that's a good question. And like I've always said, I'm not going to talk about John Jones's personal life because my, my past isn't as clear, as clean as everyone would like it to be either. But you know, you have to go off of people's record, their most recent history and recent history will tell you that John Jones will likely not stay out of trouble in some way. You know what I mean? And I honestly, I hope he does because at the, at the, at the same time, you got to remember John Jones beats Gustafson. That's that immediately becomes my problem. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. John Jones wins that title. John Jones and I have business and I, I need him to keep his shit together. You know what I mean? I need him because it, I, I'm the only person in the UFC that's begging for John Jones. No one else is begging for that. I guess Gustafson is, but other than that, no one else is begging for that problem. You know, and, and I want it, and I need it, and I need John Jones to keep his shit together. So, but I understand Daniel Cormier's issue. Like, why did, just leave that man alone. You know, you know what I mean? He's, he's had mm-hmm. so much drama and so much heartache and pain that John Jones has caused him. Like, just let someone else deal with it. You know what I mean? And go on, make your big money, sail off in the sunset, do your wrestling coaching and whatever else you got coming up. Sit behind the analyst desk, DC, and do your thing. And that's pretty much where I am at, at it too. And yeah, I don't really see a whole lot of guys, you know, signing up for for uh, to, to to be the, uh, the the next guy in line for John Jones. Um, no one wants that problem, but you know, I, I'm not going to be the one to say that. I don't think he can, but I would <laughs> like to hope that that we're kind of past this point in his life. Only John's the one that would be able to answer that question. Time will tell. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We just have to wait and see. <laughs> that's all. I mean, that's all. Uh, us as fans, media, you know, uh, you know, fe- fellow fighters, especially in their weight class, can all we have to do is just sit and wait and see. The. Uh, well, I, I, <laughs> I hope so. I I, I hope he. Yeah. I hope he. I hope he's got it together, man. I really do. I. I don't. I just don't think that. I don't know, man. I don't think John Jones is as bad as a dude as he plays himself off to be. You know what? John Jones is actually the type of dude I probably would have hung out with like 10 years ago. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I was, you, know, you see that dude at a party, you know, that's a dude that I roll up to and be like, man, let's, let's go. But, you know, let's see where this night, let's see where this night because, takes it. But, Anthony, isn't the other side of that because you want the best John Jones, because you want to see, you know, where where you ultimately are it, it, and, and when it comes to where you sit in the best of the world, I mean, isn't that the the, the reality of what, why people want John to be the John of old? Oh, hell no. No. Listen, man, any athlete that tells you that is full of shit. I, I don't give a shit what John Jones shows up. As long as he steps his ass through that door and I leave there with a with a 12-pound gold belt, I don't give a shit. What is the excuse is? He could say he's sick, he didn't train hard, he was high on cocaine, he was off of steroids, on steroids, off steroids, I don't care. I just need him to step in that door and let me get what I want. That, that's it, man. And I know that, that that's not the answer that most people would probably give you. But I, I don't want the best John Jones. I just want John Jones. I want what he has. I don't really care about him. I, I want to, you know, it, it would be very cool for me to be able to be, you know, the guy that, that gives John Jones his first legitimate loss. But I, 
I started this this journey when I was 17 years old, and and I wanted a shiny gold belt, and all that's it. That's all I, I want. I want to check chins and cash checks. That's it, man. I, I want to take care of my family, and and be the and, and be the UFC champion. That's it. Uh, and John Jones is just the guy that I'm probably gonna have to go through to get that, you know. And so that's my focus. But you know, it, it'd be a nice novelty to be the one that, that gives him his first legitimate loss, and obviously financially that would be huge for me, and and it would solidify my legacy and I think that that would be a really cool story some someday later down the road to write a book and be able to put that at the end of it but you know I I, I just want to be the champion of the world that's it man I, I I don't care if you have to wheel him in a wheelchair and put him inside of it as long as I can beat the shit out of him and get my hand raised I don't care <laughs> hey man I mean I already think you got a pretty cool book laid out <laughs> From the t- from the time we met till now was a pretty interesting story. I can only imagine the uh, the chapters before I met you. <laughs> oh man, it was nuts. My life is crazy. Man. You remember the first time we talked when I was in Ireland? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had to uh, it was, and put it, it was cover, at McGregor's gym. If I, if I remember correctly, right? It was at it was at that was at McGregor's gym when we did that first one, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember I had to cover like. 15 minutes for that, that, who the hell was it? Was it Dada? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the Dada. Well, he flaked down and started that whole fucking nonsense afterwards. <laughs> yeah. There was someone else I covered uh, for, too. Was it Mike, Mike Jackson one time? No showed you guys, so I, did, I had to talk shit on him for a while just to have some fun. Mike's cool. Oh, I mean, he he, uh, he explained it to me afterwards, but you know, I I still dig Mike, man. He's cool. Yeah. He's a cool man. Dude. I don't mind. I I've I ran into him a couple times afterwards, man. And he ain't never said nothing about it. He seems he seems like an all right dude. Yeah, he's 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 a good dude. Like I just said, man, you you got an interesting story already. Regardless of uh, where these last chapters go, I do hope you get that that goal that you want, man. I mean, this is this is something that you grinded for, you fought for. You put yourself in this position now. It's just seeing it through the end. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully this time time off can kind of help you uh, with whatever you feel you need, man. Regardless if it's in between the ears, if it's skill sets you need in the cage, which is obviously is where you already feel you need some work done, bro. I mean, it, it really, you know, the opportunity is yours. As we talked before, man, it's in front of you. Just seize it. Do what you got to do. You've already did the first half of what we talked about. Now it's just. Closing the, the closing the book on this, man. Absolutely, man. I it, we're almost there, man. We're almost there. We can uh, I can see a light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? We regardless, you know who who knows what's gonna happen with Jones and, and Gus or whatever, man. I honestly I don't care, but we're uh, we're almost there, man. We're we're getting there. We just gotta I just gotta keep my head down, you know, and just nothing changes, you know. We, we just get better and and work on the things I gotta work on and keep uh, keep my low profile and kick it here uh, in a good old humble Nebraska. Yeah, man, you're going to keep your low profile, but something tells me that uh, regardless of you doing that, th- things are going to change o- over this next year. You, you made enough yeah, noise this it's getting year harder. For, for, to not be all quiet and, 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 and normal life-like. We'll see. Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting harder and harder, that's for sure. It's uh, The low profile <laughs> thing is becoming more work than it used to be, that's for sure. Yeah, because you you know you've done 
you know, painted faces on canvases. It's uh, <laughs> those tend, those things tend to happen when you're uh, a combat sports athlete. So, <laughs> like that's for sure. We're gonna see what, how everything's changed. Uh, Nikki, before we get I wrap everything up with Anthony, I'm sure you probably have one or two more you want to throw in. Um, let me think. I was going to ask you about the division. Like, we've seen Cormier, Jones, and Gufferson, like, basically at the top for, like, a couple years now. Like, a couple people have tried to rise up the rankings and not so much. But, I mean, you, you've risen up in, in fighting three basically great fights in a row. Is that, like, the only way you feel like you could have really bumped up into that, like, group that's kind of been hogging the top for a while? Or do you feel like, you know, just persistency is the key? You know, I, I think that – uh I think that a lot of it has to do with the UFC. I really do. I think that they have a lot of faith in my abilities. And I think when we decided to move to 205, I, I didn't get an easy road. You know I mean? Anyone, you can say whatever you want about Rashad, but any of these bums on their couches, I, 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 would, I would challenge them to say any of that stuff to Rashad and Shogun's face because Shogun is a scary goddamn guy. Uh, so I, got, I took tough fights. You know, I, I didn't try to ease my way in. You know what I mean? It, it, these guys at the, the rest of the division, like, they just keep – they're so mad that I, that I leapfrogged them all. But, like, I didn't see you fight number eight and number two in such a short amount of time. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are – there's guys in the rankings that have no wins over ranked dudes. You know, I, I beat two of them in the top ten in a couple months. Like, I, I think that I just took tough fights and I, and I got finishes. And I think that that's – so I think that's what the media looks at, and I think that they look at the, th- the time frame I was able to do it. The people that, that make these rankings and, and, and make these fights, they understand that not only did I beat and finish three either former champions or, or and one title challenger, I did it in five months without the ability to gain a whole bunch of skills in between, and I did it with literally no rest and I, from one training camp to the next. I think that's part of the reason why – I struggled a little bit in the Vulcan fight as far as, as far as like not my conditioning, but I just looked worn out. You know, I, I haven't had a break. I have been training for, for an opponent. I've had like in a fight camp since uh, like April. So, I mean, that's a long time to be in training camp. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even know if that answered your question or not, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. <laughs> um, also, what do you, what do you think about, um, the UFC letting a Demetrius Johnson go? Because I was wondering people's, like, fighters' opinions on that. Like, is it more you think that uh, name recognition counts more than UFC? Like, they're so pushing John Jones to come back when he was out, and it's like, you know, he's a, a bad boy, and he gets the headlines. But Demetrius Johnson, who's a great fighter, kind of didn't do anything for them, and they just kind of, like, let him go. What, what do you think about that? You know, I'm really happy for DJ. Uh, I think that it's what he wanted. I think that the fan base that is over there uh, at one is definitely going to be a fan base that's going to be really, really uh, appreciative of what what Demetrius Johnson brings to the table. I think that the fans over there really, really enjoy his type of style, and and they're really about the craft. Well, in here in America, it's it's entertainment, and that's in every single sport. You know, people can talk trash about the UFC being an entertainment business all they want, but. I mean, how much of the NFL is entertainment? You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's all entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm happy that DJ gets to go over there and do his thing, and and fight for the fans that'll really appreciate him, and, and and I think he'll be happier. As far as the UFC goes, I, I think that everyone got what they wanted. You know, I think that Ben Askren is a good add to the division. 
I think that he's a good, obviously he's a great entertainer with, with his trash talk and his fight build up and stuff like that. But the dude shows up too. I mean, it's not the most exciting style in the world, but neither was GSP's and he was one of the biggest superstars on the planet. You know what I mean? It's, nobody knows really how to make a star. There's no, there's no blueprint on what the fans and what the people want. It just happens or it doesn't. And for whatever reason, Demetrius Johnson never really took off. You know, I don't, a lot of people say it has everything to do with him, not him, not talking trash, but there's a lot of guys that are popular that don't talk trash. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I definitely have had my issues with people that I don't like, but I'm not out here being Conor McGregor. I'm, I'm a pretty chill, low-key dude for the most part. And, you know, the fans have kind of taken me a little bit for whatever reason. There's just no blueprint. So for whatever reason, Demetrius didn't take off, but I think that his career is going to get and go nowhere up uh, over, over in one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Kind of like his perfect fit. Like, he's a quiet guy. He kind of went to, like, quiet organization. Ben Askren's, like, very outspoken, wants trash talk, came to the U.S. basic. The puzzle pieces fit right in. Right. I think, I think everybody wins. You know what I mean? In worst case, if anybody lost out on that deal, it's the UFC. So, you know, at this point, they can afford to take some losses. You know what I mean? I, I think mm-hmm. DJ gets to fight somewhere where he's appreciated. I think Ben Askren gets to fight somewhere where he's always wanted to fight, and we can finally find out how good Ben Askren actually is. And the only person that loses anything is the UFC. And, and if that's the deal, then, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, do you get mad when, you know, the bank loses some money? Not really. They got plenty of it. So it's kind of mm-hmm. how it is. Yeah, true. It's going to be interesting. You know, I, I'm not really, you know, a, a fan of them killing the entire division for it, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, that is unfortunate, man, to see that those guys are – I don't know what's going to happen if they're if they really are folding the division. That that's a definite unfortunate deal. You know, I, I do feel for those guys that that are, are going to be uh, looking for so. jobs. You know, that uh-huh. kind of sucks. Shorty Torres basically was going all over social media today, basically saying that he was uh, he was being he was being let go, or that's what you know uh-huh. he's being informed. Of, you know that they're, they're dissolving that division. Yeah, that that's that sucks, man. I, I'm, I, it sucks to see that those guys are going to have to go elsewhere. You know, I hope that a lot of them get to move up to 135 and they and they do all right up there. So, you know, I, I guess you just got to kind of wait and see what happens. You know, and and things will shake out, man. There's plenty of places for those guys to go. Maybe Bellator will pick up a 125 division. Uh, who knows? You know, and, and one is they just announced that big Grand Prix going on. So, that, I mean, there's a there's you know, there's definitely going to be room over there. That's for sure. So let's let's hope that it, uh, that most of them get to move to 35, and the ones that don't go to one. Mhm. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. You know, one's doing is doing a lot of stuff over there, putting some tournaments together. You know, interesting to see. Like I said, this is a this is a new age in MMA. We're uh, we're, we're 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 trading for fighters now. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy deal. Keep me out of that. I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Anthony, if you were ever, if somebody, there was a uh, situation like that, you, would you have any demands? Be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I'm being traded, I got some demands first. No, yeah, you'll trade me, man. I'm out. I don't want nothing to do with that, man. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> once I, I'm one of them. I told you, man. I'm from Nebraska. Once you, once we get set in our ways, we just do our own shit. You know what I mean? Like. I got my I got my routine. I know my I know my people. 
I, I know who to talk to when I need something. I know who not to talk to. Man, I'm I'm good. I don't want nobody mess with me. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, you know how we close this thing up, bro. We throw the uh, proverbial microphone over to you. <laughs> when you would like to thank training partners, teammates, shoot out the social media, sites, any charities, anything like that, time is yours, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, obviously, my my you know my my team out at, at Denver uh, Factory X. Uh, we got three people on the card this weekend. So uh, shout out to Della Rosa, Macy Barber, and Devonte Smith. Uh, you know they they all got they all got big fights coming up this weekend. So it'd be cool to be out there for that. Uh, you know my uh, my fiance, my kids. Um, Modelo Prime Society, Metro PCS. Um, Hypnotic obviously is a huge supporter of, of Team Lionheart for sure. So, um, my manager Jim, my coach Mark, and uh, and all the fans, man, I just keep on the ride. We're still going. All right, Anthony, it's always a pleasure catching up with you again, man. Enjoy the uh, the the little t- downtime you're going to allow yourself here. Get back in there, do what you do, man. We'll. Uh, We'll be looking forward to, uh, you know, potentially a uh, a 2019. We're going to have uh, a potential new champion here. Hopefully, that this guy winds up uh, wrangling the belt from, from one of these one of these new title holders that that'll potentially uh, be crowned here. We'll see how what 2019 holds for uh, Anthony Lionheart Smith. Anthony, it's always a pleasure, brother. Do your thing. We'll we'll be in touch, man. All right, man. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Bye, Bye-bye. All right, everyone. That was our first guest. That was Mr. Anthony Lionheart Smith. Always, uh, always insightful. Always gives us a hundred percent of of what's going on in between his ears, and that's why I always love talking talking to him. Well, mm-hmm. what do you think? What what, yeah. what do you think is, is going to be for Anthony? He's had such a run since he's been in the UFC. You know, uh, had a you know uh, won a couple belts. Uh, CFFC. Uh, I think it was victory was was the was the other promotion he wanted to win one. Came over, went in the middleweight division. You know, was was a little bit above 500. Moved up to 205, and literally this year just took every fight that was that was basically put in front of him or made available in that weight class. Got some key wins, some key knockouts. Uh, another big win uh, here in the last few weeks. He he's ranked number two in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a run, I guess you could say, but. Uh, you know, what do you see uh, unfolding for Anthony? I mean, I think he did it the perfect way, really. Like, he went up to 205. It seems like he, things really clicked for him at that weight. Like, you know, some fighters, they cut too much or whatever. Like, that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, so, yeah, up, and then just the way it the way it fell out, like, he, you know, was able to get, like, boom, 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 right in a row. I think that's, like, I, I mentioned it before, I think that's the only way you can really hop up in that division. Like, you have those three big-name fighters at the top, and, like, everybody else kind of, like, came in winning, you know, Jim Manuel maybe moving up a little bit up and down, you know, you had, like, Volkan moving up and down. But, like, the only way to really get up there into those big three is, like, it's the way he did it, basically. It's, like, you had to keep yourself in the spotlight. You had to, like, showcase your skills. You had to win, win, win. And he did that. It's, like, perfectly. And, you know, I think he's making a smart decision now, like, taking his time off now, waiting for the fight with John Jones and Gustafson to be over, and then you know, then it should be him next, like he said, if, if John Jones wins. I agree that if Gustafson wins, there might be some problems there, but yeah, I mean, he's put himself in a perfect position. 
And if you look at it, he has that body frame that gives John trouble. I think John will ultimately, um, I think, beat Gus. Something's off with Gus. I don't know what it is. It, I, I I don't know if it it, it 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 might have happened in one of the 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 Rumble fights. He just 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 lost something, and he just hasn't been the same mm-hmm. guy since that fight. So if you would have asked me two years ago if I thought Alexander Gustafson could beat him in a rematch, I probably would have said yes. But looking at it now, John hasn't hasn't really had that wear and tear inside the cage. His, the hardest fight he ever had was against Alexander, and no one's ever put him in that position ever again. So, mm-hmm. I mean, then you look at the body frame, the way the way uh, the the way um, Anthony fights. I mean, he could wind up getting lazier, getting untechnical for a second, and, and John pounces. I could see that. But I could also see a, a possibility of Anthony doing exactly what he says he's going to do. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what kind of John Jones shows up to in December. Like, you know, because when he came back from when he was out for a while and he came back to fight OSP, he didn't look very good. Like, honestly, I always say it. I'm like, I feel like. Daniel Cormier should have challenged him that time. Like, I think Cormier was hurt or something. That's why they paired him up with OSP. But Cormier should have fought that John Jones because he didn't look impressive at all. So it's like, if he comes back with him like that, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not very high on Buckingham either at this point. So I don't really know what's going to be from the outcome of that fight. But, you know, you, you never know what kind of shape he's going to be coming back in. That's what I'm trying to get at you know. So. Now, as we, we, we move on, you know, we did have a... Before we move on, you know, I'm just going to bug you a little bit. You know I'm on my cell phone right uh-uh. now, right? I want to switch to Skype. I want to switch over to Skype. I know, it's so annoying, right? I'm, I'm going to call in now. Hang <laughs> 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 You hate me. Um, no, we're good, too. <laughs> The nuances of of trying to do live shows <laughs> and having to deal with technology. <laughs> oh man! Why did I just do that? And check testing testing. Check check. Uh oh. No volume. <laughs> oh, Nikki, where did you go? <laughs> See, you want a message how to go on Skype? We can't hear you. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Give her a second to call back. <laughs> oh, man. What are we going to do? Guess I'll give her right, Let's see. Check. Testing, testing. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Skype still does not like you. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> and I'm sure she's about to pull her hair out as we speak. But let's see what is going on here. 
Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Let me get a, a <laughs> sponsor real quick while we uh, give Nicole a chance to figure out her uh, audio issues with either Skype or her phone. <laughs> Halcyon Float, Philly's only float spa. Floating is a relaxation and therapeutic technique that uses sensory deprivation to achieve a deepened meditative state. Halcyon special isolation tanks will make you feel as if you are literally floating. Located at 209 West Girard Avenue in Philadelphia. Open Tuesday through Friday 10 to 10, Saturday 8 to 10, Sunday 8 to 8. For more information, visit Halcyon Floats on Facebook or call 215-279-7607 Halcyon Floats. Philadelphia's only float spa. All right. Back from commercial. Do we have Nicole back? Nope. Still Nicole. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway. I guess so, uh, as we wait to get her back on, we'll uh, go over some of the results from U- UFC uh, 230. Yeah, and, I guess uh, that didn't work. <laughs> I guess Can that's enough. <laughs> I, I hear you. You, hear you just couldn't hear me, I guess. I don't know. Again, Whatever. we went through this one like three weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just the past couple of weeks, like Skype, like the first like year, Skype is working fine. The past three weeks is like, nope, we hate you now. You can't use Skype anymore. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, if Black Rock doesn't get the, together, we're, we're, we're gonna pack up and go somewhere else. Y'all, y'all need a pack. <laughs> this is getting <laughs> now. UFC 230. Daniel Cormier obviously was the main event and was victorious over Derek Lewis. Surprise, surprise, winner via submission. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacare Souza, Chris Weidman. Oh, poor Chris. He just, yeah, I, know. I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know what's all going on. He had the Anderson yeah. Silva with, he had the, the foot against Leota, and then it was just <laughs> straight downhill. Poor guy. Yes, I know. I, and then I hear that he might be moving up to light heavyweight, too. It's like, I don't know if that's going to help at all, but maybe um, change up. I don't know. And he doesn't really have that, that one-punch power, either, so it's not like he brings a whole lot of that to the table. He brings good grappling. You know what? And- it's like, I hate to say this, but, like, whenever I see a fighter who's, like, significantly gone downhill after 2015, it's like, ooh, what happened in 2015 if everybody knows? You saw the came in. I'm not saying that he was on anything. I'm not saying that, but, like, when you I see a fighter, like, definitely after that. Some of these other supplements that they're banning for absolutely no reason is is really hurting these these fighters' abilities to recover and to be able to train as hard and as long as they used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Like yeah. Something they're, they're not allowed to change after that. So. The stupidest freaking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, yes, you know, I understand why they're doing what they're doing. The whole 
doping thing that happened with with, with Lance and everything was kind of based ar- uh, around that whole thing. But I mean, I wouldn't put a past fight as the blood dope, but that's still, man, it's it's, it's rough, man. To be able to figure out when you shot is going to show up to 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 have the right blood cycle, it's it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah. Especially with the randomness that 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 uh, that they do the testing, so it's just it's one of the things. I mean, we can argue and say that that could possibly be a reason, and it could be be because of one of one or all of the issues that that we that we pointed out, you know. But it's just rough to see a guy like you know a guy like Chris, you know, having this 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 patch, man. It's <laughs> especially because you know after he beat Anderson Silva, you know, half of the MMA world anointed him the new Captain America, right? What happened to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. They they yeah. ruined him. They gave him that moniker and uh, the the curse of Randy Couture went after him. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> remember they said the same thing about Brian Stan. Remember that? And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. his career went to <laughs> at least his fighting yeah, career. Let me, yeah. let me correct that. And he's gotten out of MMA almost all together now. But. Now, some other uh, middleweight fights uh, th- that was put together for the evening. Uh, Jared Cannonier with a, uh, a big victory over David Branch should kind of uh, get him up yeah. into that, that looked, next there. That, go ahead. He looked like a completely different person. Like, when he – I didn't even, like, put the two and two together. Like, when he was coming into this fight, I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't he, like, a heavyweight, like, last time he fought? Like, he, he looked completely different. Insane. You know, good for him. Mm-hmm. I think the last one was at two or five. I think he's made a progression. I think uh, he was on the same season as uh, as uh, Khalil Roundtree, the, the season of the Ultimate Fighter, and I think he's made a progression okay. down to to, to to middleweight. So yeah, it's still wow. You know, uh, Carl Carl uh, Robinson get, get, gets another uh, uh, win under his belt. You know, after the uh, the loss last time out. Um, the Brunson uh, Israel fight. Did it live up to your expectations? <laughs> I mean, Israel looked good. He like, you know, he proved the point that he's, you know, the hype around him is true. But I mean, it wasn't that great of a fight. So I'm not saying it's good though. I mean, he's, he's made his he's made his place where he where he looks to be kind of ascending to in it. It looks like the the UFC is going to get on the Israel train. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're going to definitely get behind him. Pump him up, probably put push him up too fast, and then he's going to probably even have to rise to the occasion, and he's going to bomb out like all the other people they try and push. But I actually think they waited. They waited the right amount of time to to look to to get behind this kid, you know. But you know, we're starting to see that this this onward trend of. Uh, of Nigerian fighters in the UFC and they're freaking destroying it. When are we mm-hmm. going to see the big UFC event in Africa? We have to have one soon. Yeah. I don't know what the logistics behind how they would pull that off, but I agree. Yeah, there's, there's I'm not going to know what the logistics but I mean, look at like the big fights in, 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 in history, you know, regardless of, how much money they're going to want to make, lose, whatever. Sometimes just the location, everything like that, I, I think it means something. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. Like I said, they got a, 
they got a nice little, you know, they got they got a, a, at least like a, you know, two handfuls of uh, of of these uh, of these Nigerian-born fighters where I think they could actually put together something and and you know make it fun and unique for for everyone. The first time being there, everything, all that good stuff, you know. At least in my opinion, mm-hmm. I, I think it needs to be. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Matafari and Eubanks. Is it, was was it what you thought it was going to be? No, not at all. I didn't think uh, Sajara looked very good at all, honestly. I mean, I know she had, like, terrible weight cut. She didn't make weight. Oh, what can I even say about this? Like, it pissed me off a little bit. Like, I, I'm a fan of hers. She's such a nice person. We spoke to her one time. She's a nice person. And, like, you know, all this shit that she no, had to go through leading up to this fight. With the way that she jerked around, why would anyone expect her to make weight? Yeah, but she that's she had to lose the weight. Like she, she had all this stuff happen to her. She was the main event. She was taken out of this fight. She was moved up to this fight. It's like you know, and all the hate she got from the fans and everything. It's like that's the worst thing you want to happen is to miss weight too. It's like it's just like oh, I feel bad. You know, she should have probably just stayed on that other fight with Jessica I. You know, if she if if there was any doubt, like why this why the shuffle? You know, like the UFC basically effed her over for doing this, and then it's been and then they're like shaming her because she didn't make weight. Like, come on. It's rough. I mean, I don't know. What, to say. <laughs> what are you going to say to that? No, no. I th- well, in the, on the plus side, I think Roxanne Modifier looks better than I thought she was going to look. So. I can't put it all on Sajar looking bad. Roxanne looks good, too. It's a jar, but it's also, you know, oh, yeah. we always say that, you know, that's, that's the first job, right? Is to make weight. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. who she, she, you know, I, I love what she does in the cage, everything like that. But you know, it's uh, as much as everyone was, was talking about. Somebody said about on, on Twitter, I forget who was. Good. Somebody said on Twitter, like the way she fought Waxy that night. Like, imagine if she was in Arizona. Like, cause that's what the fight was supposed to be. Imagine she was in Arizona Shevchenko. She would have got her head knocked off. Like, she didn't look like she was ready to be in there. It was the, you know, I don't know if it was the weight or if it was the, the less time to train or whatever, but she should have just stayed on the other card if she had the choice. I think she probably did. So. I mean, it's not the impression you want you want to leave on people. That I mean, that's for sure. You know, uh, you know, you know, Julio Ars, you know, did more of a pressure in a loss to to Shimon Moraes than than Sajara did, did in her win. Mhm. That fight was crazy. I was <laughs> glad my kids were in bed by the time that fight came on because I was like, oh my god, it's like a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. I was watching you know, that fight on my phone. Like, just my kids in bed, and my husband was like, you know, the room. I was like, I was like, what am I watching right now? Oh my god. <laughs> it's one of the times in the sport where you just be like, "Yep, this is this is why this is why we tune in," <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And then poor Ben Saunders gets a late, late, late minute fight replacement to get put in there against Lyman Good to get freaking obliterated in a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do they yeah. keep doing that to poor Ben Saunders? He he gets these fights. <laughs> They get yanked out of the, the normal fight to get the short notice one against the freaking maulers. <laughs> that gets mauled. Yeah. 
I mean, hopefully they'll they'll uh, give him another shot because he was such a good sport of taking that fight. But yeah, they don't. They they do that. The guy who was up and they turn around and cut him. I get like if they cut him again after this, I would be irritated. I would be beyond irritated. Beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's still one of my favorite guys. Well, I think it was season six or seven that he was on. Yeah. I forget. <laughs> I forget which one. But he kept going up against the 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 the, the one guy who uh, just kept trying to wrestle him and then just kept submitting him. Uh, <laughs> fun times. Miss the uh, the the early days of the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's, I'm watching. Are you watching this season? I'm, I'm like bored with it. I haven't watched a season in almost three seasons. Yeah. To be honest, if there's a match. I watch it like I know that I want to watch. I'll, I think I'll watch it, but... and then I watch it. And I watch it like while I'm folding laundry and stuff. Like it's not even like entertaining, really. It's just kind of on it's the back. Sometimes like anymore, we just want to fast forward to the fights because the, the health is. It, 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 there's no point anymore. Because they don't they don't give you like real like profiles on these fighters to like give you any insight into who they are or anything like that, so it's like it, it kind of lost its purpose there. Yeah. And then the other one we got is um from uh, the two uh, thirty event was uh. Uh, Shane Burgos with the uh, with the first round submission over Kurt Holaba. Mhm. Yeah, he looked good. Bounce back off. That's a good fight. Tough time out. Mhm. He he should be rising so. up there in the rankings. I mean, he looked good, and he, you know he's a marketable guy. I like him. Before his last, yeah, match, he's he another one in a row, so. Yeah, and he's another one of these hot, the, these exciting guys out of the the tri-state area. So, yeah, exactly. Now the one that I want to touch on right before, um, right before Brain is supposed to call in, is the whole freaking Floyd Mayweather nonsense again. <laughs> Why do we continue to allow ourselves to fall for this? Why? It's funny because like that that when that whole thing happened, it came like pretty much out of the blue. Nobody was even like speculating that that announcement was going to come. I was sleeping, you know, it's like Japan time. So whenever I wake up in the morning and I'm like, <laughs> you know, you like look at your phone and you're just like, wait, what? What? Wait, what? And then like the like the response from everybody was like, oh, my God, yeah, whatever. Like, they just, like, accepted, like, yeah, it's going to happen. That's totally, yeah. There was nobody saying, like, what? No, this is crazy. And then, like, today when he announced that it's not going to happen, then everybody's like, oh, not surprised, not surprised. Like, yeah, right, two days ago you guys were all like, yep, mm-hmm, that makes sense. It's going to happen. <laughs> what? Bizarre. The whole thing is bizarre. Yeah, it's just more of this. Nonsense that we have to deal with from this other side of 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 MMA, and it's just this half-ass follow-through reporting. If we would actually get actual journalists or investigative reporters, whatever you want to call it, this would not happen. But it's like it's, it's a weird like, situation too, because like Floyd Mayweather is like 
such a big name, such a, like, um, personality and stuff. Like, I don't think any of the journalists that cover MMA really even have, like, access to a person like that. So, like, they, I mean, they could have gone to Ryzen and, like, asked questions yeah, there to, like, figure out what was going on. But everybody just have... took it as it is. Even but the Air Hawaii was the biggest one. They just kind of, like, took it as it is. Like, okay, yep, okay, it'll happen December 31st. Sure, yeah, we're down. Like, what? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but you have Kevin Ioli, who you know, who's been, you know, way, you know, has been bouncing around on both sides of boxing and MMA for the longest time. You know, he's arguably one of the more decorated, uh, you know, journalists that we have in combat sports. So, you know, why wasn't why didn't someone like ask him to, to see if they can get anything cited? Regardless, if the MMA world can't get a solid answer, you still have a guy who kind of moonlights in both. See what's up. Turn some stones over. Because everybody, everybody just took it as truth, which is the weirdest part. Like how we got to the point where that something that bizarre is just like accepted. Like yeah, that makes sense. That could happen. Like because we've gotten so far away from like fights that make sense. But you're talking about like this this YouTuber wanting to fight. You know, CM Punk's wanting to fight. Conor McGregor's going to go fight Floyd Mayweather. Like these things are actually happening. So like to have a fight that's that crazy, people just like. Take it as, yeah, fact. That's going to happen. Yep, sure. You know, if it was five years ago, people would be like, that, there's no way that's happening. No way. Like, it can't. Now we're just like, okay, sure. Why not? We'll we'll buy it. We'll buy the pay-per-view. <laughs> it just goes back to, you know, the conversations we had with Mike Russell about what goes on in the media side of the sport. You know, there's no accountability for anything. The story could be ran mm-hmm. halfway across the world before it gets retracted to figure out that it's total nonsense. Yeah. There's only so, a few so, uh, people out there, really, in, like, MMA media, at least. There's only a few people out there that are, like, really going and finding the, the news, the scoop, you know, and then everybody else just, like, kind of copies. And I'm, I'm one of them, too. Like, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom from New York. I'm not going to be, like you know, like calling all these people. Like I go with what I think is credible from the people that are supposed to be doing this research. And, you know, sometimes people get caught up in that too. I'm not saying it's right. But what are you going to do? That's, that's the day we live in, you know? Yep. You're absolutely right. It is the day we live in. It's that, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does the sport become? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Send him a message. Because now he is late. And he was just on like 10 minutes ago. Technology, technology. <laughs> I know we just touched on this a little bit before we got into table, you know, with the UFC trying to close down the flyweight division. Like, I, you kind of knew that was happening. And maybe maybe Dimitri well, Johnson, no, like, like, had a little hint about that, and that's why he left. We talked about this two weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the 
the the possibility of this thing kind of not working out for everybody that either you were going to have to move up or they were going to have to move on. And what do you say to guys like like uh like Jared Brooks, like like uh like like Shorty Torres who are truly flyweight? You can't sit there and tell them, "Oh, well, you got to move up, kid." They that's didn't not, get those that, things. Regardless of the fact you owe them two more fights. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I heard somewhere, I think it was Aaron Hawani said today that, like, if if you had a fight already lined up for the rest of the year, like, they had to keep you or they couldn't cut you or something, but they could force you to move up and wait if they decide to, like, get rid of the division, which is kind of bullshit. And you know what? The other thing is, like, because Joseph Benavidez was supposed to fight Ray Borg this weekend, that fight was just called off. So it's like a guy like Joseph Benavidez, who, like, worked his whole career to try and get that belt, he could never get past Demetrius Johnson. Now, finally, there's a guy in there, Henry Cejudo, that he's beaten before. Like, this is his chance to finally get that UFC gold. And then, like, he, he loses his, basically his title contender fight this weekend. And now this news comes out, like, he must be, like, heartbroken. I feel so bad for him. And all the other guys in the division, too. Yeah, I mean, I was just bringing those two up because these these are two guys that we've had on like within the last six months that that are in that division. You know, I mean, you kind of already had to see the writing on the wall when you see guys like like Sergio Pettis kind of move up because he mm-hmm. was part of that kind of new blood in that division. Yeah, and then of course they wanted the TJ to fight Demetrius Johnson or TJ to fight Henry Cejudo. It's like no. Are they going to keep that division open just long enough so he, he can, like, gain two belts there because they're, like, a whole big thing? And then, like, oh, actually, we're taking it away now? Because, like, now it's, like, no, that would be, like, the perfect opportunity to do away with it if, if, if TJ Dillashaw holds that belt. Because he's already got another one, so it wouldn't make a difference. Like, I, see, I feel like that would be, like, the way they would do it. Well, either way, it's just didn't really sit well with me how it went down. And I also, you know, the other side of that is, is if you're, if you're another guy, like, like, you know, you know, not, not even a guy, you know, what, what about, you know, some of these other divisions that they have that, you know, some of the women's divisions, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Well, we know what's going to happen to the featherweight division once Chris Cyborg leaves. But I mean, mm-hmm. what happens if, you know, you know, they do the same thing with, with Bantamweight because uh, Amanda Nunez and Holly Holmes decide to, to, you know, leave the sport and pursue other things in life. They could close that division down too. What's going like to happen is, you know, you know, you lose some of these well, stars and the some, like, some of these seniors. Like, 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 yeah, like, feel like yeah, there's yeah, never going to be another like, star in the division. Like, that doesn't make any sense. If they waited two more years, maybe there'd be like a, a 125-pound superstar coming up, you know? Like, maybe, um, I don't know, I can't think of anybody right now, but like, what if like a little guy, like an actor or somebody, like just somebody really famous to fight? Like, what if Tom Cruise decides he wants to fight in the 90s, fights with 125 pounds? <laughs> you know? Just something stupid like that. You can't put no. It's so dumb. It's, it's rough, man. It, it, it's Like I said, as much as I love the UFC, I, I know they're still young and they're still growing, but God damn, do they punch themselves in the face always and often. Maybe it's opening up the room for a new division in the in-between like we were talking about, like 165 or something. Come on. You don't think, like, McGregor has no place right now. You don't think they'd open a 165 for him? Of course they would. 
they said they wouldn't they wouldn't have done it for Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier, but they would absolutely do it for Conor McGregor. If like Conor wanted to fight GSP for one sixty five pound division, you don't think that UFC would jump all over that? Of course they would. They just do what they they need to do to make money. Just flyways who are making money right now, they'll close it. If they if somehow a superstar hops up into the scene in the next two years who fights at one hundred and twenty five pounds, they probably bring the division back. You know, they only do what's making money at the moment. It's rough, man. I mean, I, I, I would hope that, you know, if they're going to kill it and then bring it back, that would be stupid, but whatever. But, I mean, how do you get behind a promotion like that at this point in time? If you're one of these guys who, guys or, or women who are in some of these divisions that aren't super deep and super popular, that don't really have, you know, top-tier talent at the top, now, what are you what are you thinking about as you as you lay lay your head on your pillow at night? Because I'm I'm not sleeping easy at that point in time. That's for sure. The fighters need to make a name for themselves with fans, with um, any kind of appeal they can get, sex appeal if they can. Like, you know, how many fights get announced a week? Just like ballpark, like so and so is fighting so and so on this day. Blah blah blah. So and so so and so is fighting this person on, you know, a card that's coming up in March or whatever. Like, those fights get announced all the time, and nobody really gives a crap. But, like, Paige Van Zandt's fighting Rachel Ostrovich in Brooklyn, and guess what? I had to write that up. Because why? Because people care about that fight. Well, what reason? Everybody knows. I don't have to say it. So, like, come on. It's like, Paige Van Zandt's going to be in the spotlight for a while now, whether she does well in the UFC or she doesn't, because of the way she looks, because of her fans, because you know, Dan White likes her because he's on Dan with the Sun or whatever. Like, you know, if if people are more like that, then they're going to have staying power. And it's kind of sad that the fighting itself doesn't do the talking, but again, that's the world we live in right now. So. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a weird time in, in combat sports in general. <laughs> kind of every sport, too. It's like you only hear about certain people. In NFL, you always hear about the same certain people. In baseball, you only hear about the same certain people. You know, so the squeaky wheel. Uh, this is a, a sport who needs stars. And uh-huh. what is up with two weeks in a row, or two out of the last three weeks, same thing? <laughs> Go <Ghosted. laughs> Well, no, like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> It's one of the reasons why I like asking for phone numbers and get off these guys and not let them call in because sometimes things happen <laughs> in the MMA world uh, and, uh, you know, things get lost. You, you know, you're you're only able to contact them through uh, a platform on social media, email, whatever. <laughs> when we do what we do, it's not always enough. Yeah. You know how it is. You can set up everything, reminders, text messages, and it all still falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because like, like, like Brandon talking yeah, like like six months ago, like uh, I think it was like right before he had his first Bellator fight, we were just talking BS and whatever. And I told him next time he get a fight lined up, he would. So it just finds up he gets something lined up for the thirtieth. I was like, oh, it was like the beginning of the month, so we don't have to worry about it. But nope, <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll get it straightened out. <laughs> um. Anything you want to touch on before we wrap it up? Because obviously, like I said, he's not answering. 
Um, I don't think so. Any topics that we didn't touch on? We we already got to uh, we got to some of the uh, the Floyd nonsense, the UFC (laughs) uh, event, the cancellation of the division. Did we miss anything? Uh, I don't think so. We hit all those crazy topics. Yeah, I think that's that. Yeah, I think, I mean, we, I think we touched on it. We have anniversary thing coming this weekend, so it's pretty exciting. Did you vote yesterday? Wait a minute. Did you vote yesterday? <laughs> I did vote yesterday, yes. Yeah, I, I took uh, me and my mom took my son to, to with us when we went to vote and all that, so he can kind of uh, experience that. They just went through that in, uh, in his school and everything like that, so mm-hmm. showing him the process. Yep, I took my kids too. I was like, I had to like. I'm just We've already, we've already said and promised that we would stay away from those subjects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll take some jabs here and there, but we're not going to get all, all deep into everything. Um, Let me ask you this question: since This is what we were talking about in my house earlier. Are you? Okay with Christmas stuff already, <laughs> or like you know, no. Stuff already. I made a post about this in one of my groups. There's 12 freaking days of Christmas. Not a single one of them falls in freaking November. Let me enjoy my birthday, my Thanksgiving, <laughs> before you start shoving <laughs> Christmas in my group. I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't want to see these commercials. I don't want to see any of this stuff. I don't want to hear the music. Stop. <laughs> Like, I'm all Christmas. I'm all about Christmas. Mariah all I want for Christmas. <laughs> Anytime in the next two weeks, somebody's liable to get throat punched. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. We're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm a November baby. You know what I mean? So, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you're, you're all trying to steal my thunder. Let me enjoy Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah. man. Come on. The, 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 the second the Thanksgiving football games end, you can start showing thanks, uh, the the freaking Christmas stuff as soon as it ends. Not a minute mm-hmm. before. Right. <laughs> That's just the way I feel about it. Once the Thanksgiving yeah, football games end is when I, I – in my, in my opinion, that's when Christmas begins. All right, good. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you not to enjoy it. I'm not trying to tell you to, you know, get everyone in this. I'm not telling you to do that. Just – let me enjoy November ninety percent of November first. Mhm. Exactly. Other than that, ho ho ho, no 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 <laughs> for another month. month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I, I mean, I, I love everyone who has that. Who you know is, is excited about the holidays. Don't, don't get me wrong, because I do love it. You know, even though I, I I'm Jewish, but it, that I was you know. It was always Christmas in my house. It was always Christmas. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, just let us enjoy the month that it's supposed to be in. Once December comes, you can Christmas out all you want. Whatever ridiculous. Plenty of time. Know, <laughs> holiday movie, I don't care. You know, if it's from the 90s, 80s, the 60s, the 70s, from current times, just leave it in December, please. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm full agree with you. 
I mean, I'm waiting for the day where the UFC starts pushing that stuff on us, you know, like pushing out freaking ring girl calendars for Christmas themes in freaking, you know, know, early November. I'm waiting for them to start doing it. (laughs) All the fights in December, the refs will be dressed up as Santa. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hell, if we're going full (laughs) entertainment, might as well go all in, right? Yeah, right. Uh, Good, just funny. just sell out the whole entertainment part of it. Look, no one's gonna mind anymore. Yep. Y'all have already like nope. diluted that part of it, anyways. Mhm. Give us something so. else to talk about. Yeah, right. <laughs> talk about about the, uh, the the referee and the ring girls be, being like the debating on which one's saying and which one the elves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. <sighs> Definitely looks like no no Brandon tonight. So um, let's uh let's wrap this one up. Big thanks to Anthony Smith for for always give, giving us some time. We'll uh hopefully we'll 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 rebook Brandon before his um his fight on the thirtieth. Um, other than that, you know, big thanks to to all our listeners who always tune in. Big shout out to my to my co-host Ms. Nicole Bosco. She's always doing her thing, you know, uh, you know, you know, cover covering MMA for for the nine million two hundred thirty two different platforms that she does for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, make sure you guys are following her on Twitter. That that's at Nikki Boss. Make sure you're checking her out. Uh, her YouTube channel. Make sure you're hitting up the uh, the Facebook page as well. Um, Make sure you're showing us the love, love as always. CSS Radio. Check us out on Facebook at K-Tide Submissions. iTunes, Stitcher, we're always available on there. The the episode will be available tomorrow morning. Other than that, this was episode 248 in the book. I'm Steve. She's Nicole Bosco. This was episode 248 of K-Tide Submissions, and we will see you guys next Wednesday. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Cage Side Submission with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. This is a call to all. You know it's Mikey Ruckus, and I'm busting through the door. Breaking through the ceiling, and I'm opening up the floor. Make you split your head when you bang against the wall. Blazing full fury from a sight unseen. Living on the podcast, it's time three. Throwing up a chomp for a greeting frenzy. It's a talking festival, waters of this ever receive. Time to lay the smack down, lay it on your back now. Focus on that moment when you pass it into round town. Competition tries to stay up for the last round. But we still have finished and we soaking up the live crowd. Turn it up loud, and make us all proud. Anyone who brought up, yeah, we take them all up in the ground. Down low, cause it's hanging all up in the cloud. Hey, slash of missions, gonna hit you like plow, plow, plow. So listen up.
Welcome to the show. 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 Welcome